First of all, we begin by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for enabling us with this unique opportunity to congregate in His house, to worship Him, to glorify Him, to send salutations upon His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal will continue to facilitate such opportunities for us in the future, insha'Allah. Uh, most of you would have heard of, uh, of the tragic events that took place in, in, in New Zealand yesterday. Um, well, uh, last night you would have woke up to the news this morning um, that uh, nearly 50 people have died in a, in a shooting in, in, in a masjid. In, uh, in Christchurch, many more have been injured. Uh, we start by praying, uh, making dua for those who have passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the highest of stations in Jannah. Uh, we pray for their families that Allah azza wa jal, uh, grant them the best of, of sabr. And those who are injured, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the speediest of recoveries. Uh, it's a tragic event. Um, it's, it's one that no doubt each and every Muslim, each and every individual, a human being will uh, feel affected by and we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal will, uh, will bring those individuals who, who deem such um, uh, killings or any type of loss of life uh, who, those who deem it to be acceptable we pray Allah Azza wa Jal will, will bring those individuals into account insha'Allah uh, in talking about all these kind of events, we as, as, as Muslims, uh, the vast majority of the Muslim community, we all feel this. Whenever uh, it is, we hear on, on the news that it's a Muslim who has carried out, a Muslim has carried out uh, a, uh, a, any type of atrocity. And we feel that also. We, we want that individual to be put into account. Someone who uses religion to, to justify or in attempt to justify uh, his or her uh, despicable actions is unacceptable. It's unacceptable whether that individual is a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Uh, and we should condemn it um, in, in, in any manner, in, in any way that it exists. So all praises for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we pray that Allah azza wa jal will bring those individuals into account. The khutbah that I wanted to talk about today, and it's something that kind of fits in with that as well. It, it's supposed to bring about contemplation where people of tafakkur, where people of, where, where, where people who ponder and we're people who reflect. And it's imperative that we do so, not only when uh, an atrocity takes place or something happens. We should always attempt to, to uh, bring about um, uh, togetherness, or bring about unity and unison. We should always attempt uh, to, to change ourselves, bring about a better version of ourselves. As Muslims, we are people who should always try to be better. Otherwise, we're, we're just uh, meandering on in life without any purpose, and that's not who we are. We're supposed to constantly try to change ourselves, not only because events force us to do so, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to bring about that type of change within ourselves. With Ramadan just around the corner now, it's not too far away. Uh, and, and time passing by so quickly, it was just as if 
we've, we've, we were fasting just a couple of months. It feels like it was just a couple of months ago and now Ramadan has come back again. A year has passed. In that year, what have we achieved? Are we better people for it? Have we changed for the better? These, these are questions that we should be asking ourselves. Because if we just let an entire year pass us by without, being, uh, without letting these kind of events, the events like Ramadan, change us, bring about a better version of us, then we failed. Then we failed. And, 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 and it's something that we need to look into. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah, uh, surah Al-Ra'ad in, in, in verse 11, he talks about that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not change a nation until they change themselves. So it's us, we have to bring that change. We have to bring about change. We cannot just sit on our backsides and expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring about all the changes himself without us having to lift a finger, without us having to do some work. No, that's not what tawakkul is. That's tawakkul. That's uh, uh, you know, false, a false sense of, of, of tawakkul where we feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of all of our affairs. We don't need to do anything at all. A man, who, he once came to the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he, uh, uh, his camel, he left his camel outside of the masjid without tying that camel down. Without tying it down, and the Prophet saw this, and the Prophet said to him, that, Are you going to tie down the camel? And he said, SubhanAllah, uh, he said, shall I, shall I tie down the camel and have tawakkul in Allah, or should I leave it free and then have tawakkul? As he was saying, that Shouldn't I have tawakkul in Allah that Allah will make sure that my camel is here once I'm finished with the prayers, or should I tie it down and then have tawakkul? So take the means myself, take the initiative myself, and then have tawakkul. Now I've done whatever I can do, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of the rest. The Prophet sallallahu said, Now first tie it down, then have tawakkul in Allah. That you've done your due, due diligence, you've done what was required of you. Then have tawakkul that now I've done whatever I can, I've I done whatever was possible from me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of the rest. I have tawakkul that now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist me through this. And this is often uh, uh, something that as, as, as human beings we, we lack. We lack that faith in Allah. We lack that, that, the, the strong faith that we must have that encourages us to do as many good deeds, as many good works as we possibly can, and then have tawakkul that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of the rest. So change comes from within. Change is something that we have to bring about. Change is not just going to come magically without us having to do anything at all. We're good at talking about it. We're, as people, we're good, at, we're good at talking about change. How to bring about change. Listing all of the problems. Perhaps even offering a few solutions. But never doing anything. And this is, this is something that we need to change. We're, we're people of, of action. 
We have to bring about our change, that change ourselves. In two verses of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this change coming from us. The first was in, in Surah Turra'ad verse 11, the other one is Surah Al-Anfal uh, verse 53. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again says ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَكُمْ مُغَيِّرًا نِعْمَةً أَنْعَمَهَا أَنْعَمَهَا عَلَى قَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُوا مَا بِأَنْفُسِهِمْ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِينَ عَلِيمٌ That is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not change a favor for which He has bestowed upon the people until they change what is in themselves. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing and all knowing. This is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is informing us that change is in our hands. We can bring about that change. Only us. And that's something that we need to reflect on and we need to, uh, to, to ponder on. So the first thing that I wanted to discuss, and we have about 15 minutes, is, uh, is, is be the change that you wish to, to, to see. Become that change. Internalize it. First you have to change yourself, then think about, then think about bringing change in others or society as a whole. Da'wah starts from home. The Prophet did not first initiate his da'wah by standing up on the mountain and calling all of the people and inviting them towards Islam. No. He started by inviting his members of his own family, leaders of his own family to his home, feeding them and then, and then calling them to accept Islam. Da'wah starts at home. Don't go out. Nobody, you know, if, you're, if your house and your neighbor's house was burning, are you going to go out and, and put out the fire in your neighbor's home before you put out the fire in your own home? No. You're going to attempt to put out the fire in your own home before you work on the neighbor's. What happens, you know, when we're, when we're in a plane? And we've all traveled on a plane before. And uh, the steward or, or, or stewardess will, will get up and, and go through the... the um, the fire procedure and all of the procedures, the safety procedures on the aeroplane and tell us, how, you know, if there was uh, the, the air pressure was to drop or an, in, in, in case of an emergency when the, uh, uh, the masks will drop from the ceiling. And what do they emphasize? If you have somebody with you, like a child, don't attempt to put the mask on somebody else first. Put your own mask on first, then then put the mask on the child or those who are next to you. Why do they say that? Because if you attempt to put the mask on other people, then you're neglecting yourself and perhaps you might pass out. So protect yourself first. Bring about change yourself first. You may not be able to be, survive long enough to bring about that change in others. So it's not about putting yourself first. It's about allowing that change to affect you first. And that's something that we need to, th to think about. The second thing is, after we've understood that we need to bring about that change ourselves, and we, the change that we wish to see, we have to bring it about ourselves, we have to internalize it, we have to begin to change our character. And that's the first change that we need to make. Because that change has to come internally, not externally. You know, we don't, uh, if, if, if we want to clean ourselves, cleanse ourselves and our bodies physically, do we just, you know, um, put on as, mu as much perfume as we can, 
to mask the smell that is underneath and then put on our clothes and just put all the perfume on whilst our bodies are dirty. You know, that, that's what would, they would do, you know, a um, hundred years ago, uh, two hundred years ago. It's, study the history of, 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 of the kings and queens, the monarchs in this country. That they would have a bath once a year. Once a year. And in order to cover, in order to cover the smell, in order to cover the smell, they would take orange peels and they would wipe the orange peels on their bodies to cover the smell. And that's, well, try it next time. Let me know how that goes for you. Covering and masking the smell. So, see that's, the smell is still there. The dirt is still there, you're just covering it. And that's what we need to stop doing. And we need to, to get to the root of the problem. Clean ourselves. So that, that internal change, it has to come from within. We have to stop, we have to begin to change our own character. If there's something in our character that causes harm to others, that upsets others, that goes against our tradition, that goes against the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, then we have to change that. If we're continually backbiting, hurting others, demeaning others, then that's something that we have to change because the Prophet wasallam didn't do that. And you see, the biggest catalyst for change is following our religion. Following our religion is the biggest catalyst for change. Because if you look at the lives of the companions of the Prophet you'll see there were individuals among them who are the worst of the people. They themselves state that fact. They say, we were from among the worst of the people. And after the arrival of the Prophet وسلم, accepting the religion of Islam, following in the noble footsteps of the, of the Prophet وسلم, we became the best of the people. The Prophet وسلم, that's why himself says, The best of people are those who live in my time. Then those that follow them and then those that follow them. Why? Because they internalize it. They, they allowed the Quran, the Sunnah of the Prophet the religion of Islam to bring about changes within them. You've heard of that story of, 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 of that man, and I've, I've mentioned it to you before, who, 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 and these were people who buried their daughters alive. These were people who were ignorant. These were people, these were individuals who were arrogant, who didn't worship Allah. There was a man who buried his, his, his daughter alive and, and he goes on to tell that, that story of, of how it happened and how his daughter was, 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 he took his daughter out and she was a small child at the time and when he was digging the, the hole in which to bury her, she was, she was helping him dig, thinking it's an expedition with her father. While he's digging, his daughter is cleaning his, uh, the dust off his, off his uh, face and his hands. When he buries her, she's asking, why? Why has this happened to me? The Quran talks about this. And when the mawuda, when the buried one will ask, for what sin was she killed? And that same individual, 
The Prophet said, look at him now. After accepting Islam, he was lifting his, his clothes and he was on his toes. He wouldn't even place his entire foot upon the ground. And when people asked him why he was doing that, why he wasn't placing his entire foot on the ground and why he was constantly looking at where he walks. He said, I'm afraid that perhaps a small creature of Allah, a small ant will come under my foot and unknowingly I will, I will uh, trample it or I will kill it. He was the same person who mercilessly buried his daughter alive. This is the change that Islam brought within him. Look at Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, one of the greatest companions of the Prophet among the greatest of the Prophet's ummah. What did he go out? What was his intention? His intention was to murder the Prophet and bring about an end to this religion once and for all. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires change within him. He accepts the religion. The companions themselves would say that the Prophet, this face, the face of the Prophet the noble, blessed face of the Prophet this was the most detested face to us. We detested this faith, face the most. We hated this face the most. And now after accepting the religion, there's no face that we love more than the face of the Prophet They internalized that change. They allowed the, the religion, the, the, uh, the noble sunnah of the Prophet to bring about changes within their lives. They changed their character. If there were individuals among them who were harsh and hard-hearted, hard Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala softened their hearts. Sayyidina Amr al-Khattab was, was a companion. He was a man who people feared. People feared him to such an extent that before becoming the Khalifa, the second Khalifa after Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an, people feared that he's going to be too harsh, he's going to be too strict on the people. And yet, Sayyidina Abu Bakr had absolutely no qualms in, in electing or choosing Sayyidina Umar to be the Khalifa after him, or encouraging people to choose Umar to be the Khalifa after him. Why? Because he knew that this, is, this leadership, this role will change him, it'll inspire a positive change within him. And when you look at the Khilafah of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and Islam spread far and wide. The changes, the positive changes brought about by Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, exist today. Why? Because he allowed the religion to change him. He followed the example of the greatest individual who was a catalyst for change, and that was the Prophet So if we, calling ourselves Muslims, uh, followers of Muhammad وسلم, it's imperative, therefore, that we take the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and we internalize it and change our character and bring about internal change within us. You see, there's no point. You know, if, you, if one changes his or her appearance, you can change your appearance to suit whatever environment you're in. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean anything. That's an external change. The external is only beautiful if the internal reflects it. 
You can put on fancy clothes or you can put on uh, externally, you may look like you're a good person, a good, good believer. But if you're in your heart, your heart is blackened, your heart is darkened because you continue to sin, then that doesn't mean anything. We have to first uh, attempt to beautify ourselves internally and the externally will begin to reflect itself. The external will become beautiful automatically uh, once the internal is, uh, uh, is beautified. We need to change our outlook on things. We need to be positive. Our outlook on life should not be bleak. We should not be com- complaining all the time, saying, oh, well, why is this happening to me? What's happening in the world? I can't, I can't do this or I'm not allowed to do that. No, don't blame your, your failures on, 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 on other external factors. Blame yourself. Think I'm doing something wrong. I need to pick myself up. I have to do this. We're responsible for ourselves. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not change our state until we bring about that change ourselves. Change your personality. If you're an individual who, who swears often, who abuses people often, who gets angry too quickly, and sometimes we're all guilty of that. We're human beings, we make mistakes. But bring about that change of your personality. Think, well, this is something that, that is affecting other people. You know, if I get too angry, I might hurt or harm those around me. And I don't want to do that. So be your own change that you wish to see. Bring about change within yourself. Say, well, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to swear less. I'm going to abuse less. Why? Because I have children. These children are going to be inspired by me. They're going to follow my actions. And if my actions are evil, if I'm sinning often, then they're going to follow me within that. Change of actions. If you, uh, if you don't want to be, you know, there's a reason why the Prophet ﷺ said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأقيه ما يحب لنفسه And none of you can truly believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. This means that if you don't like to be racially abused, then don't racially abuse others. If you don't like to be hurt or harmed, then don't hurt or harm others. If you don't want to be sworn at, then don't swear at others. Be that change yourself. Don't look down on others. And others won't look down on you. <clears throat> if you've been given something by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then observe shukr. If you haven't been given something by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you desire, then have patience. It's simple. You know, subhanAllah, it's a win-win situation for the believer, isn't it? If we require something that we haven't been given, then we have sabr. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts us with an affliction, then we have sabr. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with something, then we observe shukr and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. We need to seek forgiveness for the bad that we've done. And once we do so, you know, subhanAllah, it's only a believer state that is like this. That we seek forgiveness for the bad deeds that we've done and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises to change that bad into good. إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا 
فَأُولَائِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, except for those who repent, believe and they do righteous work. For them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace their evil deeds into good. Will turn their evil deeds, their bad deeds into good deeds. So when we try to bring about change within ourselves, the first and First thing that we have to understand is that we have to seek forgiveness for, for the sins that we've committed in the past. It's narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas ta'ala an, that there were some people and they used to kill and they did a great deal of it. They murdered people, they killed people and they used to commit adultery and they did a great deal of it and they committed other violations and they came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, Oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what do you say? What you say and you call people to is good. It's noble. If only you could tell us that there is an expiation for all of the sins that we've committed. If only that you can tell us that for all of the sins that we've committed, there's something that we can do to change that bad into good. And, and then uh, the Prophet wasallam said, that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so, sorry, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas states, that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change their bad deeds into good deeds. Just as he changed their, their shirk into believing in Allah, into tawheed. That's when the Prophet wasallam quoted to them, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Now say to them, O oh my servant, those of you who have transgressed upon yourselves, never despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظَّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all of your sins. That's when, the, when you... When you uh, when you seek forgiveness for your, for your past sins, for your prior misdemeanors, that's when, when you can truly move on. And your change is going to be long-lasting and that change that you bring about within your life is going to be permanent. You don't want to bring about a short-term change or something that is, is merely temporary. That's not going to have an effect. So this is, this is the opportunity that we have now. If, we, if we're engaging in, 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 in evil deeds now, if we're doing something wrong now, we, Ramadan is round the corner. Ramadan is always a catalyst for change. Bring about that change now. Right? If, if you're drinking alcohol, then leave it now. Bring about that change now. If you're doing something that is bringing, bringing about uh, hurt and harm on others, is hurting and harming others, then stop doing that now. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me a new tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Quran and the noble sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhir ta'ana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.